Welcome back to After the Weather Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. So, obviously, I just made an episode earlier this morning, and I told you guys I was going to make one later. Uh, you can go check out um, the episode I made earlier. is about the a little bit about the um, Bruins and the Blue Jackets, and um, I talked about um, the feelings on all the top 25 um, college basketball teams. So Colin didn't join us for that one, but he's here with us today. Uh, hi, Colin. Hi. And um, so I promised you guys two episodes, um, and here we got it. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the Donald Penn uh, and how he's cut by the Raiders, and then we're going to talk about the Celtics-Hawks game that took um, place earlier today, and then the big part of the episode is we're going to rank every team's um, starting backcourt, 1 through 30. This took a lot of time, um, so anything you agree or disagree with, it's definitely probably not going to be perfect in your eyes, but it was a, it's tough. It was tough uh, to make. It took a long time, so um, stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to start off with Donald Penn. So, Penn is a 35-year-old tackle who's cut after five seasons with the Oakland Raiders. And he only played four games last year, but in his career, he's played 178 games and 174 games started. He played a little bit in Minnesota, for the most part, Tampa Bay and Oakland. So he's played in warm places. And now when this was over to the Patriots, who, here's my thing with the Patriots. Very good offensive line coach in Dante Skarniecki, and I like their offensive line. Their tackle, Isaiah Wynn, I like him, but here's the thing. He's 6'3", 313 pounds. He has the um, size of a guard. Plus, he blew his left knee last season, so I told you I'm not sure on him. So, possibly get Donald Penn. He's a um, three-time pro bowler. Um, uh, Overall in his career, uh, he has six receptions. For 26 yards and four touchdowns. Wait, for like a wide receiver? No, he's a tackle. Did he play wide receiver? No, he just came out and caught a few passes. Um, on offense or on? Uh, uh, or was offense, it Offense, like, obviously. I didn't know if it was like a pick. Had, and I'm on. All right, and he had a total. So, so he's played 178 games and has had a total of 53 penalties in his career, which means every season he gets around four to you know, four, maybe five penalties, which on the Patriots, you have to be very disciplined. And I think he'll probably get like three penalties if he joins the team. Obviously, there's not much to talk about. He's just an offensive lineman, but I wouldn't mind. I think he could be a good swing offensive lineman, but it depends on how much money he's going to get. He was back in 2014, new signed to a two-year, $9.6 million contract, 4.2 guaranteed. So I don't want to overpay this guy. We just cut Adrian Claiborne. I already told you I was never a fan of that signing because he led the uh, Falcons with like seven and a half sacks, but had like five in one game because he's facing some crappy offensive linemen. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He was hurt last year. They have Trent Brown now. Oh, I was not a fan of that signing. I mean, I'm not sure about um... – David Penn or whatever his name is. Donald Penn. Donald Penn. Because like Isaiah Wynn, he also has like Yeah, an injury. He has the he has yeah, an injury. And he's thirty five years old, which he might Yeah, that, he might retire that in a couple years. I'm not a huge and fan of it. He also has the body of a guard because he's six four. Six well, I I say he's six four with his size, no, he 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 cuts it off. Isaiah wins the size. Six three. 
Yeah, yeah. They're both the same. About, but plus the blown. I, I mean, you could argue that, but I think Isaiah Wynn just when you see him, but Wynn played very good at Georgia. So I don't want to spend too much time on offensive tackle because you guys probably don't want to hear us rant on about offensive tackle, but a few minutes is fine. I don't think it's the top guy the Patriots should go out and get, but I wouldn't mind a very cheap contract for him, maybe on just one year. But even that, I'm not like a huge fan of the guy. After 35 years injury, he's played in warm weather his whole career. Moving on. So the Celtics faced the Hawks today. It only won 129 to 120, but they played very good. Um, and very good team basketball with 30 assists on the day. They had a total of 74 points in the first quarter, which was our season high in one quarter and overall we just dominated 43 points in the first quarter 31 in the second and third and then only 24 in the fourth but you know we took the gas off the pedal a little we are mostly uh led the whole game by our starters um marcus smart was pretty good gordon hayward came out with the neck strain a minute in uh his first minute in the game um so really we were just led by our starters today um Jalen Brown put up 23 in 26 minutes uh Kyrie Irving is one assist away from having his third career triple double and it would be for two games straight so Kyrie is locked in right now um Marcus Smart also had a very good game. He had 16 points, nine assists. He had a he had like I think he had like 10.7 assists in the first half. So he really start set a good tempo in the first half, and then kind of cooled down a little in the second. But it was still a big factor. Um, and obviously his defense too. Um, Al Horford was dealt with an injury throughout the game. Played 28 minutes, uh, nine points, only six rebounds, three assists. So didn't put up a huge stat line, but uh, dealt with that injury. And I think Al Horford has been playing good overall, but he's starting to cool down a little. Um, Tatum had a good game, 18 points, eight rebounds. I just want to point out, point out Marcus Morris, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Marcus Morris is turning things around. I've been saying it. Uh, his points production's gone up. He's getting rebounds. He seems like he really cares. Like, these guys, I told you, the rebounds, they're getting better. And this team's really starting to come together. Kyrie seems locked in. The whole team seems on the same page. And today was a really fun game to watch. Uh, 30 assists. So, again, I feel like I said some of these things, some statistics. Like, assists show how much are, are they on the same page. And rebounds kind of show your hustle stats. Not entirely but to an extent and 30 assists on the day and we got um let me see total rebounds 46 we got a rebounded 46 to 50 but remember we're not really a great rebounding team so and Al Horford was banged up who's one of our top rebounders so what do you think on this game Colin? I think um yeah, everybody did really good, but, like, someone who stood out to me in this game, and I was watching most of the game, was Marcus Smart. Mm. He had, uh, let's 16 see 16 points, 16 9 assists, points. rebound, 34 minutes. He had 5 steals, though. And he really saw, he was really getting in Trey Young's head, which I thought gave the um, Celtics, like, a slight advantage, but... The Celtics, they can't, like, they started to, like, give up in the last half. Well, were, not, yeah, like, the last quarter, like, take the pedal off the medal a and, little. But they play were, the bench players the, a little. Um, yeah. Hawks were really coming back. And a little, yeah. I wouldn't 
do that again if I were the Celtics. I, I would still just I feel that. like it was 129 to 120, but the Celtics really own this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they never really had it. Yeah, the Hawks, I mean, you went on a, a run at the end of that half, and then, like, Dorian Prince hits the buzzer beater to end the half. So, you know, the Hawks kind of, like, snuck their way into the game and never really were going to win it. Uh, the Celtics' offense was in full throttle, and their offense has been good. Their defense is starting to get on the same page as well. Like, this team, the players are starting to lock in and get on the same page, and you're starting to see it. Now, the Celtics uh, don't have a game tomorrow, and their next game, they don't even have a game on Monday either. So, no, yeah, they do. They have a mo- Monday game against the Nuggets. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. I probably missed that. All right. Yeah, the Nuggets. So that's going to be a good test. You haven't faced them. It's going to be in TD Garden, Isaiah Thomas's return. Um, so you you haven't um, faced the Nuggets, really. I don't think you faced them at all. Maybe you faced them early in the season, Denver. So I think it's going to be a good test. They're a good team. I want to see how Al Horford does against Nicole Jokic if he's healthy. That's going to be a matchup I'm looking for. Um because Al Horford's such a great defender, like we see it on Joel Embiid. How does he handle Nikola Jokic, a big man that's more of a different style than Joel Embiid, where Nikola Jokic is more of a you know better shooter and more of a passer, can still play inside, but more of a you know outside threat than Joel Embiid with his passing. So unique. So I want to see how Al Horford does that. I'm not like saying it's make or break, but uh, something to look for. So yeah, that's our. Um, little segment on Donald Penn and um, the Celtics. So now this is going to take a little bit, but it's going to be very fun. And I hope to do like more lists and episodes like this. So obviously I've been on Break It Down and this is what they do kind of more like lists. They don't usually talk about like everyday sports. It's just NBA over there. You should go check it out if you haven't. But he makes, he just talks about like all the NBA teams and not exactly like the day by day news, just kind of like, doing lists and all this. So we're cha- I said I want to change it up. Mostly it's kind of day-by-day news, but I always also like to change it up every once in a while. So we're ranking 1 through 30, every team's starting backcourt. 1 through 30, and we're going to start at 30 um, in a second. Okay, so I'm just going to warn you guys, our lists are completely different, and we're both like questioning each other on this. So again, Anchor Mobile app, when you're done, Send in if you want, like, your list or who you agree with more because this is, like, completely different. And we both did it separately, um, separately. And then we both came together and looked at our list and I, we're like, wow. I changed a couple of things because yeah. I realized something was wrong. But So these depth charts, you might um, disagree with a few. So we didn't count Lou Williams here. We can't did Landry Shim because we're going truly by starters to keep consistency. So the Clippers could technically be higher. But Landry Sham, it's technically their starter. I don't get the logic in that, but this is off the ESPN team depth charts, um, not counting injuries. So if you kind of disagree, this is what we're basing it off of, and just bear with us if you disagree with a few, but you really shouldn't disagree with many of them. So starting at number 30, Colin, who do you have? I have Dennis Smith Jr. and Alonzo Trier. All right, that's who Colin thinks is the worst backcourt in the league of the Detroit Pistons. I th- um, Of the... Sorry, New, New York, York Knicks. Knicks. I have the Detroit Pistons, Reggie Jackson, Wayne Ellington, worst backcourt in the league. It was tough, and I think I might be hating them on them a little, but I think Reggie Jackson is a average point guard. I think he's underrated. Win- 
overrated. He's getting like $25 million. I think people look at, well, he, I think he's correctly rated. I think he's not, he's an average point guard. He's gets overpaid. And Wayne Ellington just should, has no business being a starter um, at all. Yeah. So an average plus a bad starter plus average. I think there are a few on here. I, I don't know. It was debatable. And I think I'm hating on the Pistons a little here, but there are some things that I just like, some that I hate. So, as I said, it's going to be completely different. So, who's your 29? Uh, DJ Augustine and Evan Fournier. Of the Orlando Magic? All right. Yes. Here I have the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jeff Teague, and Josh Okoji. You really don't now, like Josh Okoji. I don't like Josh Okoji. I, I, I just don't know why. I think it's just like – I think he's just 2K. I don't know. I just feel like he just <laughs> – I beat him in 2K with Josh Okoji. Yeah, it was weird. He was just hitting threes like he shouldn't have been. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm not sold on him, and I'm just not a huge Josh Okoji guy. And Jeff Teague – Average point guard. Um, so, again, I think Josh Okoji's a little better than Wayne Ellington, and Jeff Teague maybe slightly better than Reggie Jackson. There's a debate there, but I'll give Josh Okoji that. He's better than Wayne Ellington. Uh, I just don't like Josh Okoji, okay? And Minnesota fans, I'm sorry. Maybe, you know, but you also have Derrick Rose, so we're not taking into account these bench players. So, some of these teams, it's like, oh, they could be higher. Timberwolves could be a little higher due to D. Rose. But we're just going off starters here and what ESPN says. So, again, maybe hating on the bottom two here a little. But someone's got to be the worst, and these are just not good backcourts. I'm sorry. Um, number 28. Who's your number 28? Uh, Eric Bledsoe, a.k.a. bootleg Russell Westbrook, and uh, Malcolm Brog. What? What? I'm just going to say, they're in my top ten. I'm not going to say where are my top ten, okay. but they're in my top ten. This is what I'm talking about. I have some teams in my top five that are in his, barely in his top fifteen. We are all over the map, guys. Eric Bledsoe. What? I just feel like he hasn't been. Eric okay. Bledsoe is a okay fringe Eric... all star. Yes, and Malcolm no, Brogdon not is fringe a... all star. No, he's he's a star. I will say, but he's what he's, about Malcolm Brogdon? He's like a role. Wait, he's like a role player on the both, role player. Both of these players are. Are like role players on the box. Malcolm They're- Brogdon is a right now he's in slightly over average shooting guard. Eric Bledsoe's a star. In Mal- Malcolm Brogdon's pretty young. I as mean, well. maybe I should have them higher. You should I- have them much higher. I just wasn't really thinking. Okay, it's like late they at should, night. And they it's should like, definitely. Okay. And I was like, and I was like erasing a ton of stuff, and I don't. Okay. I didn't even look at But that's just unacceptable. Yeah. I have DJ Augustine, Nevin Fournier, the Magic here at 28. So we both have them in the bottom three. They're not very good. DJ Augustine, I think, is just – he's just not a starting point guard. Although I do think he's done a good job with the starting role of the Magic. It's still – it's good for DJ Augustine. He's still not that good. And Nevin Fournier is a good player, but he's just kind of empty stats. And they're bottom three. Who's your twenty seven? My 27 is Lonzo Ball and Rajon Rondo. Okay, I think I am a little higher than that. Um, this one, I think you're hating on them a little too much here. But I will say I think maybe I gave them a little too much credit and ranked them a little too high, so I'm not com- I'm not strongly disagreeing like the Eric Bledsoe, Malcolm Brogdon, but I probably should I kinda, yeah, they should be higher. Um, number 27 for me is the Dallas Mavericks, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr. Wait, I am wait, a big Jalen Brunson fan, I thought but, I mean. Luka Doncic, I thought, though. Doncic is not 
uh, he's like they're either starting small forward or power forward. I think he's forward. their point guard. No, he's he, he's not their point guard. Um, which I had a message. He's their starting small forward, and he's starting power forward at one point, which is ridiculous. But obviously, no offense to Colin, but I know more about basketball. The site I was on said Luka Doncic. We use different sites to be uh, okay. I did think he was a small forward, and I was like, but. I, in college, you did play a little. All right, bit so that's a little scuffed. Guys. We had that a little different, but all right, I'll, I'll keep. That's it. you know, at college, he went to the Euro League. As I said, I know a little more. Um, I'm just picking on you. College, but Jalen Brunson, I'm a big Jalen Brunson fan, and I I liked him Hardaway Junior as well. But I still just think there are better backcourts in the league. So I'm a, I overrate those two, but I still think they're 27. Who's your number 26? Wait a minute, let me find it. Uh, 26, 26, where did it go? I have no idea. Oh, so, uh, Clarkson and... Oh, yeah, Sexton. Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton. Okay, so this one, you, I agree they're in the bottom. Mm-hmm. I have them a little right higher there. than that, but um, again, kind of like the... Rajon Rondo Lonzo Ball, except I disagree a little less. Like I disagree, but not too much to the point where I'm gonna go on a rant, like I did with the Patriots or whatever. I've gone on a lot of rants. Um, but number twenty six for me is Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters. Waiters, I liked him, but now I just don't. This guy just runs his mouth, and he's not even that good. And I like Justice Winslow. I feel like he's a unique um, forward slash point guard which there aren't a lot of, like, the Tyree Kevins, Evan F- Turners. Um, and I think he's a solid young player that doesn't get enough credit. But at the same time, there's not really that great. There are a lot of good backcourts in the league, too. So who's your 25th? 20. Shy Gilders, Alexander, and Landry Shamet. Okay. Yeah, I I don't disagree there. I have them slightly higher, just a few spots higher. They're coming up on my list. And the Clippers could be much higher if Lou Williams was their starter. Um, they're pretty close to top 15. I wouldn't say they get in my top 15, but they're very close. Um, but since Landry Shamit is nothing against Shamit, I like him. Um, who doesn't like Landry Shamit? Just Landry Shamit. He's just one of those players that kind of seems like everyone likes. But that doesn't matter. Uh, Shai Gilders Alexander, two young guards that are very good and have nowhere to go but higher on this list. But for now, yeah, if they're your 25th, I don't strongly disagree. I'm I think slightly they will go up in the future because they're about two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 25th for me is Mike Conley and Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's horrific. Uh, he should not be a starting shooting guard. He's he's not good. He's just not good. He's good on the Celtics, like a great two-way player, and now he's turned into bad offensively and okay defensively. So he's got worse, like – Hey, listen, Avery Bradley is just, I'm not a fan of him anymore, uh, like I was on the Celtics. And we traded him for Marcus Morris. And that was looked at as a salary cap dump, and it turns out Morris has come better. But who knows, maybe Bradley stays. But it just says a lot about the Celtics. Mike Conley's very underrated, very good. I think, how is he not made an all-star game? It actually kind of makes me mad. But Avery Bradley really weighs him down. There are a lot of other good ones, so they're 25th for me. I think... They probably maybe could have gone a spot or two higher, but I think they're in the right spot for me. Um, who's your 24th? Jeff Teague and Josh Okogie. Okay, I think now that I'm really thinking about it, I think they should be switched with uh, 
well, Bledsoe and Brogdon should be higher, but for now they should be switched with Bledsoe and Brogdon. But so Jeff Teague, I think he's like he's like okay. He's been he was better at the beginning of his career, but now he. But Joshua Kogi is he's to get better because yeah. he's a nice young piece, and I just think he's all right for the moment. And these two are working decently together. All right, my 24, maybe you could switch my 24 and 25, but I have Dennis Smith Jr. and Alonzo Trier. You have him as the worst in the league, right? Yep. Yeah. I have him at 24. Personally, I think Trier is a nice young scorer, and Dennis Smith Jr. has been pretty good on the Knicks, arguably their best player. Um. So, I mean, you know, maybe slightly overrating them here. Maybe you think maybe I'm underrating them, but I don't think they can go any higher than 24. Um. Who's your 23? Uh. Let's see here. Oh, Reggie Jackson and Wayne Ellington. Okay, I had them the Thinking worst. about this now, yeah, I should have them down a little bit. All right, my 23 was DeAnthony Melton and Devin Booker. Um, I like Melton personally. He's a rookie, and he got hurt for some time, so it's a small sample size, but I hope he can come back and keep proving. I'm not sure if he's a starting point guard, though, uh, but I think he could have a future as a nice sixth or seventh man. Um. And I, th- I like him. And Devin Booker is an all-star snub. This guy scores 25 points per game. And unfortunately, though, Melton's not very uh, well-known. There's a very small sample size. But he's been good. So I even at 23 here. Because I from what I've seen from Melton plus Booker, they're 23 for me. Um, who's your 22nd? Uh, Dion Waiters and Justice Winslow. Okay. So I had him at 26. You have him a little better. but Because they're both... Two players that aren't getting enough credit. They're both good players. Yeah, I agree. Deion Waiters runs. Is oh, up way too much. much. Wait, I, 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 I used to think he was okay. Like, no, no, I, th- I feel he's got worse. I feel like they're the running his mouth. Like, oh, I just hate him. Oh, he has got worse. Uh, I feel like he has. Yes. Um, my 22nd is Shy Gildas Alexander and Landry Sham. And again, two guys that will only go up on this list, and if Lou Williams was a starter, they'd be higher, but a good 22nd because of the Lou Williams, and they're young, so yeah. So I got a few young cores here. Between 22, 21, and 20, they're all young cores. So my, who's your 21st? Uh, my 21st is DeAnthony Melton and D-Book. All right, so you have them, what? Two spots higher than me. Yeah, so, have, yeah, around have, the same area. I have, like, the same explanation as you. Devin Booker probably should have been an all-star, but good players ahead of him. And the Suns have been horrible. And Milton, just small sample size, but a yeah. solid young player, maybe, like, a seventh or sixth man in the future. Again, like, if you have a two spots higher, I'm not going to completely disagree for pretty much everyone because, you know, we're not going to have perfect, maybe slight different opinions. So, Again, I've disagreed on a few, but we're starting to come on the same terms here, which will change. Believe me, it wasn't just we have some different scrubs at the bottom. Once we get to the top, this is going to be way different. Um, my 21st is Colin Sexton Jordan Clarkson. I think Sexton, I still, he's a question mark to me, but I think he's been a solid rookie this season. I just want to see how he does on a winning team, and people have hated on him way too much. Um uh, People have said he's not even, like, a top 14 rookie. I don't know if people have actually said that. Maybe. But he's, he's the most hated player in the rookie class. Uh, but I think he's better than people think. I think his defense has been solid, and his offense is pretty good. 
Um, and again, you could say empty stats. And can he really play on a winning team? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I think he deserves too much hate. He's played good. And Jordan Clarkson, honestly, he's a pretty good player. He can score some points for you. So I have them at 21. Um, who do you have at 20? Okay, I think this is like the one we agreed on. I had uh, Trey Young and Kevin Herter. Herter, yeah. Yeah. I think They've we probably agree on. Right. I think we'll agree on three on this list, and this is one of the three. I think, Maybe two. I think uh, Young and Herter have definitely been proving themselves this year. Oh, yeah. Young is rookie of the year candidate. I don't think he'll get it. Second place. Luka Doncic, and Herter's been good. Yeah, I will yeah, say I always thought Herder was really just good at threes, and I'm not really sure how this guy is a defense. I couldn't tell you. But today I saw him play defense on Jason Tatum, and he was he was pretty good. He he, uh, he put on some good pressure. So I'm not sure how he is on defense, really. I couldn't really tell you, but he's a very good three-point shooter. I think he I think he shot, like, one for seven today, you know, uh, going into, like, beginning the second half or something. Some, he wasn't shooting very good today, but overall, and him, Trey Young's a great player. I never thought he was a bust. I thought he was having a good rookie season throughout, and people were like, no, he's not really doing that good. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, Trey Young was hitting some deep threes today. Yeah, he they're good. I we agree that they're both twenty. Nineteen. What's your nineteen? Uh, uh, let me find it. Um. Oh yeah, just warning you guys, this uh, episode's gonna go over thirty minutes. Uh, so usually I try to keep right. it with it somewhere around 30 minutes. It's probably going to go a uh, few minutes over. Okay, I have Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Because oh. um, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine. I was, I have was, them a few spots higher. I think Zach Levine was another one who got snubbed from the All-Star game. I wouldn't say he got snubbed. Uh, he's a great player. There were a lot of players. There were a lot of – I think there were better options. Out there. I know, Zach Levine was very good at the beginning player. and out of the All Star break. He'll probably, I think, he'll be an All Star next year. But he did very good out of the gate, cooled down a little after the All Star break. He's been doing. If it was just very Zach good. Levine, he would have been much higher. But Chris Dunn is such a Wait, bust. No, 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 he's not such a bust. No, 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 he's not such a bust. He's been slightly under average so far. And he's still very young. I think but, by the time his prime comes, he's slightly over average point guard. I he has not been a bust. For a fourth overall pick, he hasn't been great. Fourth. But yeah. But for a fourth overall pick, but he still hasn't been a bust either. He's season. not a boom, not a bust. He's eh. The highest he's gonna get is like a little over average. Maybe slightly like a little a little more than a little. Uh, but I think Chris Dunn isn't a bust. I don't think he's really a great pick either. He's just kind of average for a fourth overall pick. So, my 19 is Rajon Rondo and Lonzo Ball, who you had, like, 28th, something like that. Uh, you under... you 27th. Old, 27th. Yeah. Lonzo, a great defender. Scores about 10 points per game, but he's not a great fit on the Lakers. His defense, 10 points per game at such a young age. Good passer. And he's not even a good fit with the team. Rajon Rondo, I think, overall, 19. I think I don't really think they could have gone much higher. Maybe a little lower, but somewhere around 19 for me. Between, like, 22 was the farthest they could have fallen. I don't know. I don't. This one, they're okay. They're not great. Um, who's your 18? My 18. Is Mike Conley and Avery Bradley. Okay, so I had them at 25. I think 
Avery Bradley, yeah, like you said, shouldn't be a starter. But Mike Conley is so underrated, and he's such a good player. And another thing that I not think, as good to bring them I, up that high, though. but I think he's the Mike Conley is the best uh, two-handed player. Like, late uh, yeah, in the game, I, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. late in the game, him, Kyrie, like he is up there. He's definitely if top there's five. late in the game, thirty seconds left, and he's driving to the hoop. He will shoot it with his left hand. He's a lefty. I'm, I mean, his right, right hand. hand. Yeah. He'll go up for like a if if they're covering his left hand, he'll go up. With yeah, his left he is. Hand. He's great with both hands. I read the thing a thing like a year ago that he like eats cereal and does things with his right hand and actually helps him with basketball. So that's a little tip um for you guys. So my 18 is Jamal Murray and Malik Beasley of the Denver Nuggets. I think I'm hating on them a little here, and they could be higher. You want to know why? Their bench is so good with, like, Monty Morris. If I was adding the bench, they go up. And they're both young. I think Jamal Murray is a little over average um, guard, and Malik Beasley is still slightly under average. Uh, Uh, But he's been good. I had Gary Harris as a shooting guard. The injury, that's right. I forgot. Gary Harris is hurt. Uh, Yeah, he... let me see. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the I forgot that Gary Harris was hurt. They're so deep though. Um, yeah, they would have gone up for me if Gary Harris. So that's my bad. Um, personally, uh, I don't think I made any more of those mistakes. I forgot totally okay, about I Gary Harris. There, yeah, we both had one. Okay, so, um, but it's not going to hugely impact it. It's not a big deal. It's not like we did it multiple times. It's not a huge deal. Let's move on um, to number seventy. I had DeMar DeRozan and Derek White. DeMar DeRozan? Uh, I had Bryn Forbes as their star. But Bryn Forbes and Derek White are pretty similar, so it doesn't change a lot. Bryn Forbes, yeah, both the same. Doesn't change much. I have them them, uh, quite a few spots higher, but... DeRozan is a good player, and... um, he, he was well, like Brent, one of those. Can all- I just say this quick? Brent Forbes is probably a little better than Derek White, so that puts a little oh. bias for mine. But I'm. Uh, I was going to put Brent Forbes, but on the site I was using, it said Derek. Yeah, White, we used so two different said. sites. Uh, it, mine was a little on, more reliable. It, it was, ESPN. It said and, like the past like eleven games, past five, past three. Past yeah, that's fine. It's fine. And it, three of them had Derek White. Just keep explaining. Forbes, so. Yeah. All right, my my seventeen is Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, who you had a few spots lower. Personally, I said Chris Dunn slightly under average right now, but he's still very young. Zach Levine, um, over average, gonna be an All Star next year. These two have nowhere to go but up, and for the fact that the Bulls could land John Morant, I mean, like the Bulls, the Bulls backcourt, they're at seventeen right now, but for the next like five years. They're going to be way higher than 17 for the next five years um, to come. 16. Who's your number 16? Uh, let me just find it. Alfred Payton and Drew Holiday. We agreed on this. Oh, I had them too. Nice. Because Alfred Payton, listen, he's starting to click right now. Um, he's actually playing pretty good. 
Drew Holiday is one of the best two-way players in the league, and whether you disagree, he's so underrated. He drops 20 a night and is one of the best defenders in I the league. I thought you had them, like, top 10. You were going to start, like, ripping on me. for No, because I, I, I love Drew Holiday. I Same. love Drew Holiday. I used to not really like him because I thought he was, like, overpaid and, like, a good defender but not great offensively. No, no, no. That was one I didn't know a lot. I like Alfred Payton, too. I, eh, I, well, I'm okay on Alfred Payton. My Hayden. second fa- Lately, favorite team is the Pelicans. Yeah. I I'm not like a Pelicans fan at all. Um, but you know, Alfred Payton, I still think he's a little under average, but he's starting to click right now. And if that keeps going, they're gonna go up. But Drew Holiday is so good. It's not even funny. And he's overshadowed and I hate it. I wish he'd get recognition because when you are a top I think he's a top eight defender in the league and you drop twenty a night on the New Orleans Pelicans, that says a lot. I think he gets like seven assists. Oh, he's so good. I love him so much. He's such a uh, great two-way player. Um, so, uh, next is number 15. Which I – this is the one I put Luka Doncic instead of uh, – Okay, and then I had – so Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson. I mean, Luka Doncic, great player, rookie of the year this year. And he was snubbed from the All-Star game. And um, Maybe. These are all debatable. There's a lot of snubs. Oh, Jalen Brunson. He's just so bad. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I like Jalen Brunson because he's a rookie. He's a, he is? Yes, he's a rookie, and he's picked in the second round. I love the pick by the Mavericks because I was like, you guys don't, yeah, you guys don't have a point guard. He's been good. I I liked him. I thought he was like a. a And for most of the season, here's his stats. For most of the season, he was playing behind Dennis Smith Jr. and JJ Barea, which brought down his stats. So, I really like Jalen Brunson, uh, but I still had them at 27. I thought he was, like, a third-year player. Who no, was no, like, no, first. Who was, like, pick fifth overall. I was going to say he, he's such a boss. But All right. My uh, 15 was Darren Collinson and Victor Oladipo, cause, uh, not cl- including Oladipo's injury. Um, listen, Collison is in, you know, at best average – Slightly under average point guard, and Victor Oladipo is an all star, probably a top three shooting guard. So they get at 15. Victor Oladipo kind of carries uh, there at 15. If they have an average point guard, maybe they're 14. Like, I don't know, but they have a pretty solid backcourt. Um, so who's your number 14? Uh, my number 14 here, uh, let me just find it. It's taking me, oh, it's Jeremy Lamb and Kemba Walker. The only thing is, Kemba Walker is a great player, and he he has nasty handles, and he can really score. He's dropping like, I think he dropped like fifty in three games in a row this season. Two games, I think, or two. It, but Jeremy Lamb, he's so he's, he's good. <laughs> no, he's good. He's, he's twenty six years old, drops fifteen a night, and his defense is average. He he's good, but he brings Kemba Walker. To, you're comparing like Kemba Walker to. Jeremy Lamb, and it's just like I have him way higher on this list. He needs to get a little bit better. This is one that we disagree on. I like Jeremy Lamb a lot, and if you did you, I I don't did a thing like saying the Thunder should go after him again. I like Jeremy Lamb a lot. I think he's underrated. Um, I want to see how he plays in like a different type of role and system, but I just think he's underrated, and I have him much higher on this list. Um, 
My number 14 is Russell Westbrook and Andre Roberson. Roberson's a great defender, but he doesn't bring much offensively. And I think Westbrook is good, but he stat pads and is overrated. And I just don't like Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, I guess you could say they could be a little higher on this list just because I'm kind of hating on the that backcourt a little. But personally, I think they're number 14 because this is where their backcourts are getting really good. Um, so what's your number 13? My number 13 is Ricky Rubio and Donovan Mitchell. Okay, Donovan. I agreed on this too. So we agreed on three so far. I think we have the next one agreed on too. We might. Okay, no, but so. um, Ricky Donovan Mitchell. I think was enough. I think he might get. I mean, interesting thing on Break It Down NBA. He says that uh, Donovan Mitchell is on All NBA third team. But I, I thought it was a little Maybe. He didn't make the All-Star game, but he should have. I think yeah, he's he one of those snubs. Snub. But there are a lot of them. All there are stars. a lot. Rudy Gobert, like Tobias Harris, yeah. uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't no. think he was a snub. Uh, Devin Booker. So there were a lot. There were a lot. Um, so it's hard to say. Because there were a lot of guys who still put up solid stats, but you're like, you know, there were still better guys. So, like, I don't know. Um... <sighs> We, so we agreed on this one. Ricky Rubio and Donovan Mitchell. I think Rubio's as average as it gets at point guard. A good passer, not a great scorer. His defense is solid, I think. You saw what he did on Westbrook. Really bothered him. So Rubio's as average as it gets. Mitchell is a right there as an all-star. I think he's pretty close. So, the you know, next year I think Rubio gets a little worse. Mitchell gets a little better. So they're going to, like, stay right around there next year. Um at 13, maybe go to 12, maybe go to 14. It depends. Like, Rubio's probably going to get a little worse. Mitchell gets a little better. Who's your number 12? I had D'Lo and... Oh, that's uh, four we've agreed on. What's his name? Joe Harris. Joe Harris, yeah. It's four we've agreed on. Yeah, Joe Harris, really good uh, three-point shooter. As you know, he won the three-point contest. And D'Angelo Russell is so clutch. Probably the most clutch player this year. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that. Mm, well, there's a few others I'd say. Paul George. Say. Yeah, uh, like Luca's been pretty clutch, yeah, I'd Luca. say. Uh, there are a few others, but we're not gonna go off that list um, and get off track. Cause guys, we have already gone. This is episode is taking up thirty about thirty seven minutes so far, which is our longest episode. So I hope you guys don't mind. But this is fun. Uh, it's a good list. So I hope you guys keep going because things are about to get uh, interesting. D'Angelo Russell is one of those guys that people call the bus. And I said, wait, I really, ju- I just really liked his play style and really liked him. And Joe Harris, he's been a solid shooter. But I think ever since he won the three-point contest, he's became a little overrated. Yeah. Um, so overall, 12. We both agree on that. So who's your number 11? Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Okay, so I had him at 18. So this is one that we kind of did, no, disagree you on. Did a a, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So they would have been a little higher. But still, I don't think they're my uh, number 11. I just think Gary they've Harris. been doing like really good this year. Gary Harris has improved his game, and so has Jamal Murray. And they're yeah. leading the Nuggets to a better season than they've had in past years. Okay, so my number – well, that's just because I had them – yeah. My number 11 was Bryn Forbes and DeMar DeRozan. So our number 11s were both like mistakes that we made, but tell me they're a little high, but I think DeRozan's a little overrated and Bryn Forbes is underrated. Overall though, 
they kind of pan each other out. I'd say overall this backcourt slightly underrated because I think Bryn Forbes is more underrated than DeMar DeRozan is overrated. Um, but overall, Forbes is a pretty good scorer, and DeRozan's a solid player as well. So I have him a little 11, but I'm not sure they can go any higher than 11. Maybe they can get into the top 10 or 9, but if anything, maybe they go down a spot or two. Okay, so now you're number 10. So now we're in the top 10 here, guys, and things think we disagree on a few of these. So um, who's your number 10? Number 10, Darren Collison and Victor Oladipo. So I have them at 15, so we disagree on this a little bit. I think bit. Victor Oladipo is... Both of these players are underrated. I think Darren Collison should be getting a yeah, little... Yeah, he's slightly underrated, but he's he, still he slightly under He should be getting a little more uh, credit than he does. Slightly. Victor Oladipo, though, he has been a great player. Oh, yeah, his defense is super underrated and as well. You want to know why the Pacers are at the three seed? They've been holding up well without Victor Oladipo. Wesley Matthews is a big pickup. But when Victor Oladipo is on the court, everything's slicking for this team. And I just think he's a... Yeah, they found the rhythm off the court uh, with him off. They're not as good, but they've still found their uh, way. Uh, my number 10 is Kyle Lowry and Danny Green. Green's a good defender. Uh, he shot the three ball pretty well this year, although I hate his um, shooting form. And Kyle Lowry's solid. I'm not sure they can go any higher than 10, though. Actually, they could probably get into, sneak into the eight, but I think that I put them at the right spot because... Um, <sighs> I just think Kyle Lowry's just a little overrated. And Danny Green's, eh, I guess he's correctly overrated. Like, maybe I got the wrong read there, but I have him at number 10. Who's your number 9? My number 9 is Ben Simmons and J.J. Redick. I think I could have put them Okay, I'm a little higher, but but overall. Okay, so uh, Ben Simmons has been really good this year. He's a great uh, driver. Driver and passing, good. He can just run an offense so well, and and he can play uh, point guard, small forward, and power forward, which I think is impressive. And JJ Redick has really improved his game this season, so I think they deserve a little higher. But okay, I'll take my take on that. Even though I have them higher, I have a little bit of a different take in a way. My number nine is Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb, who you had. Quite a few spots down. That's 14. why I disagree. At 14. Five so, spots. Yeah, five spots. I think, again, I just, because it's like, I think Jeremy Lamb is much better than Colin thinks. And Kemba Walker, I think, I think Kemba Walker is slightly better than Colin thinks as well. So No, I think Kemba Walker is really good, but I just think Jeremy Lamb. I guess we, that. I guess it's mostly Jeremy Lamb, but I think I also think Kemba Walker is slightly better than Colin. I don't know. That one's up in the air, but it's mostly Jeremy Lamb. Uh, you could say slightly overrated that that backcourt, but I think they're really good. And again, I guess I think they should probably be a little lower now that I think about it because their record. But then again, the rest of the team's horrible. Like Cody Zeller's the third best player, him or Marvin Williams. So, my, who's your number eight? My number eight is Russell Westbrook and Andre Roberson. Okay, so yeah, I had them at fourteen. I feel like you didn't. Give them a chance because of Andre Roberson. Russell Westbrook, he puts up triple doubles. Like, yeah, but he stat pads and he's overrated. He's overrated. And Andre Roberson is a good defender, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. 
Yeah, he's a good defender. Uh, overall, it's pretty good. My number eight is somewhat similar because it's Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, where Smart's not great at offense, but he's a good defender, uh, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, but overall, I think this is a good, uh, good mix because Marcus Smart is kind of a defender. Uh, he likes to shoot threes, and he's okay at it. Uh, my take on Marcus Martin is threes are he shoots it way too many times. Yes. Uh, he passed. He's on pace to pass Larry Burden like the next three seasons for threes made in Celtics history, and he's like seventh or eighth all time, which is ridiculous. He shoots way too many threes. Um, and Kyrie Irving is more of an offensive-minded player, so it's a good mix, I think. And I like Marcus Smart, but as a as a Celtic, I I think if he's on like a bad team, he wouldn't matter as much. Um, because he's more like a hustler and winning plays. Like, that doesn't matter on a bad team. So, I think I have them at number eight. Who's your number seven? My number seven is uh, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Okay. That's not bad. They're – De'Aaron Fox – I might have slightly over. They're both them. really young. And, like, people on this list in, like, 2021, 2022, they could be, like, number one. They could. I feel like. Because De'Aaron Fox is good at driving to the hoop. Yeah, a lot of the teams, passer. a lot of the teams like that are kind of at the top or like in their prime right now. And Buddy Heald has been lighting it up from three, and he's also a good defender. So he, he's oh yeah, he's okay at defense. Uh, mostly just like a good shooter and score. De'Aaron Fox is a good defender. Uh, really, just overall a good player. Uh, but my number seven is Ben Simmons and J.J. Redick. I think Redick is a little overrated because he scores 17 points per game because he's a great fit with the 76ers. Like, he's a horrible – he's a liability defensively. He doesn't really do anything but shoot threes, and he's a great fit, scores 17 points per game. So I think he's good, but he's just overrated because really all he does is shoot, and he's a great fit, liability defensively. Ben Simmons, solid defender. Uh, can't shoot at all, but he has good vision and is good at taking it to the hoop. So they're not number seven, but I just don't see them really going any higher than seven. Who's your number six now? Uh, I have Kyle Lowry and what's his name? Danny Green. Yeah, I had them at ten. Because Danny Green, good three-point shooter and actually a good, well, good defender. Good defender yeah. e- everybody on the Raptors is a good defender. Really, yeah. Oh, well, not everybody on the Raptors. Everybody in the pretty much, lineup. pretty much. I mean, yeah, starting lineup are good even like OG and Anobi off the bench. Like they pretty much a very good defense. And Kyle Lowry, he's been good at defense too. And his offense, I mean, he's better at defense than offense, but he's a good mid-range shooter. All right, my number six. This is where we. This is the biggest disagreement on the list, probably. Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon, who you had at where? 28. 28. He had them at 28. He has them as a bottom three backcourt. How ridiculous is that? Again, Anchor Mobile app. Send it in, just rip on Colin for actually putting them at 28. They are the, the, they are the sixth Sorry, best I wasn't backcourt. Thinking. But how about this? That's horrible. You should rip on Aiden for forgetting about uh, Gary Harris. And you should rip on Colin for thinking Luka Doncic was the starting shooting guard. Well, and that's thinking, what it said on the side. And, yeah, so we both made mistakes but you there. weren't counting injuries, and you told me to count injuries. You yes, I me. did, but 
Colin, just go rip on him on the Anchor Mobile app. Go ahead. You're free to do it. This is my podcast. I give you permission to rip on Colin. And I'm on this podcast, and I give you permission to rip on Aiden for not liking Josh. You're a co-host. But you don't like Josh Okogie because of a 2K game. Not just 2K. No, no, no. That was just a... No, that's... that's, No. I'm just... You hated him every since I beat you with him. You just... Yeah, because I didn't even know... Anyway. (sighs) God. That's horrible. Like, just because I don't like Josh Okoji, who I put at 29 instead of, what, 26, 27? 24. Big deal. 24, so <laughs> overrated. You put Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon as a bottom three backcourt in the league. Sorry, I wasn't thinking. It's 9.30 yeah, when we did this. I don't care. You know what, you guys? I give you permission to rip. He doesn't own this podcast. He's just, like, a, a co-host, I guess, if you want to say. You but you own a podcast. I, right now, yes, I do. I'm the host. I I get to do it. You guys can go ahead and rip on him. Again, get the Anchor mobile app and rip on Colin. I give you permission. I I guarantee you. won't embarrass him. I won't do it when I do the show alone. I'll do it when he's on the show and save it for them, whether that's next episode or the one after. All right. How is Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon? Bledsoe's fringe all-star in Brogdon, I'd say, is average or slightly over. It's slightly over average. He's good. I saw Malcolm Brogdon. That was like 28. Uh, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon... One rookie of the year, and he didn't. He wasn't didn't really deserve it because it was a horrible rookie class. But still, he's a good player. Uh, so this one, how do you have them at twenty seven? I didn't. I didn't even look at Eric Bledsoe's name. I looked up. I looked at Malcolm Brogdon. I don't like him. You said I don't like him though. Please rip on him. Please, I'm begging at least one person or two or three, anyone, but or at least co- one. And then five rip on I want to see one real good rant, but as many people as possible, please. That would be hilarious. I love you guys for doing that. Or, All right, so now we're in the top five. Aiden for making cringy noises top in his five. videos. Okay. Or, okay, number five, I had, um, let's see here. Let me find it. All right, my top five was De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Um, you could say maybe I'm overrating this young core a little, but they've been real good. They have been really good, and they have no. They could be the best backcourt in the league, or top two, or top three, but they're they have nowhere to go but up, and they're at number five. That's crazy, and I feel like they could use a little more help, but at the same time, their help's underrated. Willie Cauley Stein is a, a little under average, I won't lie, but overall, I think he gets a little too much hate. Uh, Marvin Bagley's a good player off the bench. Bajelica, Barnes, so Bogdanovich. So overall, I think they have a good cast. But again, they've overachieved. But this overachievement makes you wonder how they're not in the playoffs. It's weird. But I think they're the fifth best backcourt. Okay. I think for me, fifth best, I had Lillard and McCollum. Okay, that's not bad. McCollum is a bad defender. Yeah, he's... I'd say... He's underrated, but he's overrated. I know, you know what, what I mean. mean? Yeah. He's, he's overrated. He's, on he's always been underrated. No, he's always been underrated. But then people that like think he's underrated and really like truly speak to it overrate him. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the, overall they're an underrated backcourt. But then people overrate CJ McCollum's play a little. I think. I think people over. No, not over it. Under eight, Damian Lillard. I think he's the top two point guard. And really, with Steph Curry, him and Steph. Yeah, with oh, yeah. Steph. But because he's been doing. Really I think Kyrie's the year. second best. 
and between Dame and Russ, it's a tie at third. It's pretty close. I think he's the second best. He he's, might be the second best scorer. No, just second best point guard. I mean, Russell Westbrook is... Russell the, Westbrook's not a top three scorer at point guard. He's not a top three scorer all around. He can get... Yeah. Assists, rebounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my um, number four... I mean, my... All right, so now we're at number four. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm used to going second. Number, number four. <laughs> I can't find anything... Right there. Oh, I had Kyrie Irving and Marcus Smart. I'm sorry, you I, overrated them, and I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, Colin, I'm starting to be convinced more and more that you're one of those very optimistic green teamers. <laughs> and, so cool. No, please and, record and, him for calling them green teamers. What well, everyone says that. No, nobody and says that. I'm never. Marcus heard. Smart, like you look at some of these. If you're in the top five as a backcourt, both your shooting guard and point guard. Are all-star caliber players. Marcus Smart's not an That's all-star not caliber player. That's yeah, it has to be. No, it's just basically. It we, so you're trying. What are you telling me? I'm telling you, it doesn't. It, it, both of the it, players it, don't have to be all-star caliber. It does not matter if they mix well together. Then they should be. No. <sighs> oh my God. This would be all right. I number one want the rant to be on Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon. But if you come up with a good rant, like if you feel like I can come up with a better rant on. This very column being the super optimistic Celtics fan that actually thinks Irving and Smart are a top five backcourt. Go ahead. Rant hey, on whatever what? you want. Guess what? All right. We're going 11 and 2. You're still going to owe me that 25 cents. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're not. Oh, well, we did get a win today. Like, if we go 11 and 2 and I owe him 25 cents, I was wrong. But I'll be pretty happy. We went 11 and 2. Um, But again, I was proven wrong. My number four is Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Uh, again, I feel like AJ McCollum's overrated, but then he gets un- over uh, underrated, but then he gets overrated. But still, they're the fourth best backcourt. But I feel like um, they won't go higher than four by next season. They might be my number five, and maybe De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heal pass them because Dame's stats might dip slightly, and CJ McCollum's stats are going to start really dipping. And yeah, that's my number four. Who's your number three? Um. Uh- Chris Harden and James Paul. No, I'm just kidding. It's Chris Paul and James Harden. Okay, so our top three, actually, we have all the same top three. We just switched two and three. My number three is John Wall and Bradley Beal. And this one hurt me to do because I think John Wall's not really going to be that good when he comes back from injury. But if John Wall's not hurt, they're definitely top three. And they could get my second spot. Um, John Wall is very good, and Bradley Beal is very good. And I feel like Jan, John Wall is going to come back, and he's not really going to be that good. But for now, we haven't seen him come back from his injury, so we just have to assume they're still top three in what we've seen from the last time they played. So they're my number three, John Wall and Bradley Beal. But they could have a good case for number two. Who's your number two? My number two is Bradley Beal and Okay, Wall. so my number two is Chris Paul and James Harden. So we just switched our two and three. Um, personally, I think Chris Paul's a little overrated. He's too old. Yeah, I mean, if John Wall doesn't get hurt, they're number two. Um, and they might be a playoff team, the Wizards. Um, Chris Paul's a little overrated. Uh, James Harden, I feel like his defense is... Slightly too much hated on, but Chris Paul's a little overrated. But they're still number two. Chris Paul and James Harden's a great backcourt. I think we both agree on our number one, which I'm a little disappointed by. Because that would have been the best if we disagreed on number one. It would have got a good argument. 
Yep, it's obviously DJ Augustine and Evan Fournier. I'm just saying Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yeah, obviously. The two all-stars. They're yeah. the only two all-stars on this list, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but. I, yeah, I believe. Oh, wait, no, John Wall and. Um, well, John Wall. Brad, John yeah, Wall that, that one's tough. That one's, He would have been. But, I mean, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, like. Yeah. I'm, I'm sl- that, that just takes the I prize. hate, I I want to make. A I list. think John Wall and Bradley Beal could make an argument if John Wall was always able to stay healthy. Okay, but, you know, I want. You know, I just want to make a list where the Warriors aren't number one. Like, why do they have to I always know. be number I one? Hey, if you're a Warriors fan, though, I we have a few Stop California. We have a few California listeners here. I've seen that. So, I mean, you guys are lucky. I'd say enjoy it because you guys are gonna have a lot of free agents, and it's not guaranteed that you get all of them back. Clay but Thompson's hey, we're Boston fans, so seven. as a Boston fan, like we can't really say that because we've been at the top pretty much, we're basically the best sports city. So you guys enjoy your success. I mean, next year oh, like, I'm not a huge them. Warriors hater. I'm not gonna lie. I, mean, I do I not do I like the Warriors? No, not really because they win so much, and I don't like like. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins, like all running their mouth, but I'm not gonna like hate on you and be jealous. Like I, I get, I okay. get it. I mean, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins are all gonna leave next year, so wait. Um, it depends. If, hot take. if Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins leave, then Clay Thompson will stay. But it def- I like I don't know. Clay Thompson's either going for me. He's either going to LA or yeah. okay. he's staying in Golden State. I think he's gonna stay in Golden State. I say Katie and DeMarcus Cousins will leave. I think Cousins might go to uh, Dallas, but we'll talk uh, more about that in a future episode. Because for now, this episode has taken up uh, like 40, uh, 45 minutes. So this is like a, been a very long episode. I think our longest episode is like 32 minutes. We usually like to give it 30 minutes, but today was a long episode. I hope you guys um, enjoyed. And make sure to send your rant, rant in on Aiden, okay? Or Aunt Colin. For, ca- for calling Again, them green teamers. Nobody calls them. Okay. Well, a lot of people do. Um, so a long episode today. We had a double header today, so a lot of podcasting done today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Oh yeah, and before you um start uh you know ranting on me that I just said it was forty five minute episode. I'm sorry, guys. It was a fifty, basically a fifty seven minute episode. So basically an hour. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. So uh, and send yeah. in your rants on this eight. time for real. See you next time. Thank you.